Alright. How are we doing here? Good. Level's okay. Beverage in hand. A tunage a tunin. Take it on this, uh... His gold messenger tune. So we're gonna start the show off, uh, with it. Because you know what? We can do whatever we want before Brandy gets on. How's everyone doing out there? I gotta say, it's beautiful here. I'm just... Pig and shit, 80 degrees, mid-January. I mean, there's a lot of bad in the world, but come on, guys. It could be worse! Alright, let's see if, uh... Let's see if old Brandeis ready for it. Let's go! Bing dong dong. Hello. What's up? Nothing. What's up with you, bachelor hoodie guy? Uh, how do you? How can you even tell that I'm wearing my bachelor hoodie? I don't know. It's crystal clear. Bachelor twenty five. Oh yeah. I guess you can see the. It's on the lapel there. Fair enough. Where'd you get that? You know, when you do forty seven seasons of this show, they send you uh, a sweatshirt. That's that's how that works. Got it. Like if a cop retires, they give him a watch. I think. Yeah. I don't know. And uh, I guess I got a sweatshirt. Are you retired? No, bro. <sighs> don't you worry. never let that die. I'm going to hold on to that one like grim death. <laughs> Speaking of The Bachelor, <laughs> bro. Ooh. I can't wait to talk about season 27 of The Sarah Show. We can get into it later. Yeah. But I really have mixed feelings about it. My question to you is this. Are you in Florida right now? Yeah. Man, what's happening in Florida? Are people just wrestling alligators and doing super spreader events? What? I, that's what I assume happens in Florida. I wouldn't know because today was the first day I've stepped foot outside the horse show since I got here last Monday. So that's a week solid of horse showing. Florida's pretty cool. I kind of like Florida. I mean, who doesn't like love Florida? It's it's got really? Disneyland too. Yeah. Is Destin, Florida? Destin's yeah, it's not too far from me. It's like I'm in Ocala, so I'm like in the middle of the state. The only places in Florida I've ever been are the beach, right? I didn't know there's actually farmland in Ocala. And then the ocean's only about like an hour fifteen away. So that's you kind of get like the best of both worlds. You get the best of both worlds, you know. I'm not familiar with that song, but yeah, dude, Florida's dope. It's got freaking Miami. It's got That's the Hannah Montana theme song, you dumb dumb. Brandy, this might shock you, but <laughs> I'm 36 years old. I never watched a single episode of Hannah Montana. You know what? You're really missing out. My dad <laughs> is very funny on that show. <laughs> Let me tell you what I think Hannah Montana is about and tell me if I'm right or if I'm wrong. Okay. Okay, so what I think Hannah Montana is about is a young girl not named Hannah Montana that has like a normal life, normal parents or whatever, and then she has this alter ego named Hannah Montana that like goes and tours the country and lives this rock star lifestyle, but none of her friends know that whatever the normal person's name is, 
Let's call her Jane. No one knows that Jane also is Hannah Montana. Craziness ensues and there's a lot of confusion going on. And then eventually everyone realizes that Jane is also Hannah Montana. So you're pretty dead on. Okay. Except for her parents aren't normal. Okay. Who her are parents her parents? Well, it's, it's my dad. Her mom's actually not ever in the series. It's like she just lives with my dad, who whose name is Robbie Ray oh, on yeah. the show. Yeah, RR. Really far departure. And then there's no Jane, it's Miley. They literally use her real name. Oh. It's insane. So, like, Miley is, like, the regular girl. And then the blonde wig just makes her so uh, unrecognizable. Yeah. No one knows that Miley Stewart is Hannah Montana. Yeah, it's like Clark Kent's glasses. Yes. Wow. Exactly. That's basically yeah, the you're premise. Dead on. Yeah, okay. No, but I love Florida. Wait. Circling back to We Love Florida. Yeah, circling back to Louis. I mean, I love Hannah Montana. I've never seen the show, but I assume it's great. One thing I wanted to say, I saw that you won a horse show. I didn't win the whole horse show, but we've been over this. This is not how it works. Okay. We did get a couple of blue ribbons earlier in the week. Blue and ribbons then is first in place. Our weekend division. Yeah, 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 first place. Blue ribbons. So you fucking won. What are you talking about? We won a class. So like the whole horse show, there's like 400 classes that go in the whole horse show. So you can't really win the whole horse show. You didn't win the best in show at the Westminster Dog Show, but you won like best hound category. Yes, sort of. Okay. Blue Ribbons, Star Girl has been amazing all week. We moved up a division here, and our division had like 30 people in it. One of my classes had like 70 people in it. It's very competitive here. And Star has jumped clear every single day. She's been in the ribbons every day, and it's just been fantastic. Let me ask you this. When you go to these horse shows, does everyone know who you are? And they're like, that's fucking Brandy Cyrus. She's, I fucking hate her. She comes in here with her fucking star with star and they just like win every time because it's like politics and stuff is that what happens well it's not politics that's why i like this sport it's very objective it doesn't matter who you are it doesn't matter how nice your horse is it doesn't matter what you paid for it you go in and if you leave the rails up and you're the fastest you win like that's it's it's faults and it's time and there's no you can't, you know, cut someone some slack because of who they are. So you can't say that. I'm sure there's a few people that probably say things about me when I'm not listening. I'm not stupid. <laughs> but you know what? For the most part, everyone has been very nice. And you know what? I actually had someone DM me earlier in the week. I think her name was Deborah, And she was like, I saw you around today. You did so great. Also, I'm a YFTer. Love the pod. Oh. So we've got some YFTers at the horse show. All right. I love it. I love it. I can see yeah. like a CW show about this. It's like the OC meets like Gossip Girl meets horse riding. They hate you at the end of season two. Like everyone comes to love you. And A fun fact. They tried to make a TV show. Exactly what you're saying. Oh, yeah. Based off some books that were called The A Circuit. And they tried to get my mom to produce it. And at the time, I was it was like a long time ago when I was like young enough to be a TV star, you know, still had that potential in my future. Mm. And they wanted me to be on it. And there was a girl in the cast whose dad was like a famous rock star. And everybody hated the girl because she had money and nice horses and whatnot. So they have tried to make that a TV show. So pro tip out there at Wife Tears, if you like horses, if you horse show, you should check out the A Circuit. The, the books are actually really good. All right. Early ding. Yeah. It's very exciting. Is there more news? Okay. They did feature me this week. 
What does that mean? Humble brag. Like in a newspaper um, article or so something? Online. So cool. basically this facility I'm at is called the World Equestrian Center. This one in Ocala just opened. It's brand new. Um, we're the first people to get to show here. It's absolutely amazing. And so the World Equestrian Center reached out to me and they said, hey, we feature a writer every Sunday. Um, we write an article online on our blog, on our website and feature somebody. Can we feature you this week? And I was like, oh, yes. And so somebody came and interviewed me and they pulled some photos at the um, – photographer took this week of me and star and they wrote a nice article about star girl and me so that was pretty cool i've never really been featured for anything in my like writing career before so that was nice the link is in my instagram bio if you're looking for easy access oh okay because i, I kind of wanted to read it <laughs> sunday spotlight brandy cyrus this week's Sunday Spotlight shines on multifaceted amateur Brandy Cyrus. Brandy keeps busy performing as a DJ, hosting podcasts, and keeping up with her style native blog. But she always makes time for her number one passion, deep dicket. No, sorry, horses. <laughs> Listen, I've been making time for the deep dicket, don't get me wrong. <laughs> That makes this is one of my favorite things. Congratulations, dude! You're killing it. Thanks, Star Girl's killing it. I couldn't do it without Star Girl. Yeah, but you're pulling the reins and you're kicking them in the kidneys and stuff. You're doing stuff. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm doing. You're right, buddy. <laughs> All right, YFTers. I mean, there's a lot of sleep hacks out there. We were actually talking about noise machines earlier, but there's also like no snacking at night, yoga before bed, meditation. I try to do that instead of trying them all. You can immediately transform your sleep with Bowl and Branch. We're talking about the best-selling sheets ever. Incredible on night one and only get softer with every single wash. Brandy and I love Bowl and Branch sheets. I truly do. I just got home from being gone for like two weeks and there's just nothing better than getting in my own bed with my cozy, cozy bedding. And for me, that is my Bowl and Branch sheets. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton and are completely free from toxins. They feel so buttery soft, but they're so breathable at the same time and they're perfect for the summer months ahead where it's a bit toasty out plus they offer a 30-night worry-free guarantee so you can wash style and sleep in their sheets for an entire month and if you don't love them you can send them right back that's right sleep better with the softest most breathable bedding from bowl and branch get 15 percent off your order when you use promo code favorite at bowl that's bowl and branch b-o-l-l-a-n-d-b-r-a-n-c-h.com promo code favorite thing Let's get into the show. We have to talk Bachelor, and I have so many favorite things. Oh, you do? Okay, let's start the show. I think it's you. Bros and hoes, you're listening to your favorite thing podcast with... Wells and Brandy! I don't know if your internet connection went out, or you're drunk, or you meant to do that, but this is what it sounded like. Bros and hoes. Is that what you meant to do? That's exactly what I did. Okay, cool, cool. Good. We got a solid internet connection. Cool, cool, cool. Let's talk about Sarah, a.k.a. Alexis Rose. She's coming back, right? I don't know. Really? Do you think she definitely she is? You know when, when you see that teaser of Matt being like, I just, I'm, Chris comes up and he's like, are you okay? He's like, I, no, I'm not. Like, I just don't know what to do. Yeah. I think that's because mm -hmm. your girl Sarah comes back. Mm. I can see it. Here's the thing. She wasn't my, she wasn't like in my top faves, like night, right off the bat, like the first couple episodes, it wasn't like she was my favorite. It wasn't like she was my least favorite either. She was just kind of like right there in the middle. Um, she's fine. I just, 
I mean, she keeps saying like, I'm not ready to be here. You know, Matt, Matt deserves somebody that's like ready. And I, I agree. I think she's very self-aware. She's not ready to be there. I realized they had a one-on-one and he hasn't had many one-on-ones. So he's like made this connection with her and not really anyone else. He really likes her. What did we miss? Like the date was fine, but like, I'm just shocked that he really goes like above and beyond for her to the point where he knows it's pissing off the other women. Like, I think he knows. Here's my thing with Sarah. She's very pretty. She looks like Alexis from Schitt's Creek. Here's my like just surface value observation. I have a feeling that Sarah has been turned down by very few men in her life. Mm -hmm. And I think this is tough for someone that has always just gotten the guy that there's a bunch of other people that might get the guy. And I think that she just doesn't know how to deal with that. But I will tell you this, my MVP of the show of the season so far is dildo girl. She is the most rational, sweet, getting fucked over left and right, standing her ground, but yet being nice. You know, Sarah comes and tells her, Hey, listen, I'm going to leave. Why are you leaving? Because my, my dad's got terminal illness. She's like, my dad died. Single tear rolls down the cheek for Dildo Girl. You're like, oh my God. Hold that tear right there. Oh my God, zoom in, zoom in, zoom in. This is amazing, this is amazing. Then she goes and tells all the girls what's happening, but everyone needs to remember that everyone's got other shit going on. There's other stresses that are happening in everyone's lives. You need to remember that. Be better than this. We're better than this. We shouldn't be bullying. Doesn't throw Sarah under the bus or like explain like what's happening with her father. Has respect. But, like, also puts everyone in check. Fucking, I tell you what, listen, mm-hmm. I know that Dildo Girl's not going far because she's Dildo Girl, but Dildo Girl, she stole my heart. Okay? Stole my heart. I think her name's Katie. No, it's Dildo Girl. Just, just for clarity. It was like a little cringy, but like also good for her when she came back and just stood there while Matt and Sarah were having their chat yeah. and she was just standing in the shadows, just yeah. listening. I was like, Ooh, I'm uncomfortable, but like it for you. But my other favorite thing about these girls, I think my favorite person is Anna because Anna always looks like she's smelling a huge pile of dog shit. She always has a facial expression of like, do you know what I'm talking about? The blonde. <laughs> She, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like her face expression, she just always looks like someone just like a huge shit, and she's smelling it immediately. Like, <laughs> oh. wow! Like, so, you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. I love her, but yeah, I mean that was just the Sarah show. I feel bad for her, and then I don't. You mm-hmm. can't go on someone else's date and still time. Like, come on. You had to know you were going to get shit for that. And then to stay upstairs in your room all day after and just avoid everybody. She just didn't play it right. Either be a villain or don't. But don't be a halfway crook. (laughs) You got to just choose a lane here. Go in there and be like, Mm -hmm. I don't give a fuck about your Dilda girl's fucking conversation. I don't care. I need to talk to your mom. You know, like, either go in like that or don't do it at all. But then on the flip side. Yeah. I did think the girls were, like, pretty vicious. For sure. Like, all ganging up on her. Because, like, listen, like, this happens every season, right? There's always at least one that's just constantly coming in, like, stealing time. And I've never seen everyone gang up on somebody so quick and so hard like they did to Sarah last night or whatever night. 
Yeah, that's an insecurity thing, though, because obviously they know that Matt's like all into it. So one, they don't mm -hmm. like her because they realize that he likes her more than all of them. And then she's stealing time. They're all just so angry and it's beautiful. It's so amazing. I just wish that Sarah would have come down and been like, hey, listen, I don't give a fuck about any of you guys. Just leaned into it. It's mm -hmm. like, fuck you guys. I yeah, don't care. She should have. This is my fucking journey, too. And so sorry. I'm so sorry. And then it would have been like, mm -hmm. okay, great. This is what happened on my season with Chad. The information about that his mother had passed away three or four months prior to the show starting was released to like a couple of us. Mm. He had told me. I remember being like, I know how this is going to get edited. We're all going to look like assholes. He's going through a lot. Let's not be those people. What's that famous quote? Be kind because everyone you know is fighting a hard battle. You know, like you don't know what's going on in their oh, shit. Some like live, laugh, love thing. Live, laugh, love, <laughs> love, laugh, live. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, man. Did the thought register at all that they totally stole your dirty grandpa segment minus the grandpa aspect? I know. I wish we could get some. What did of you think about that date? We could, I wish we could get like, some. Like, how did Ashley I get that shtick and not you? There was a couple of things I was confused about. One, where's Jared? What the hell? They're a package deal. Hmm. And Jared, you're not doing anything right now. Like, why aren't you out there? What's going on? I'll tell you why. It's funny because she's the virgin. Yeah, having the virgin do the sex date is hilarious because it's confusing. If they had me do it, it'd be like, <laughs> yeah, I know. But like, she's known as the virgin, whatever. Here's the thing that I learned. I got to read Chris's book because apparently it's about some deep dicking that I didn't know about. Did you know that's what the book was about? No. I had no idea. He sent me a copy. I got to read this thing now. I feel like you need to read segments. For our Dirty Grandpa segment. Oh, my God. You're right. Yeah, next episode, let me get to find the book, get it, and then your grandpa will come over and talk about Chris Harrison having sexual relations with a woman with his penis. Honestly, I just, you know Chris Harrison better than me, but I just can't picture him writing this. I know. What would you have done in that situation? Cried. Probably. What would you have written? I don't know. I honestly probably would have like bribed a producer to go like steal an excerpt from something that was already written and let me read it. No, that's not fun. Creative writing is not my strong point. Oh, I'd have killed that date. Let's hear yours. Well, I was thinking about it because everyone was doing like nasty, dirty, erotic stuff. But that really wasn't the homework assignment. The homework assignment was show your feelings, true love for Matt vis-a-vis -vis creative writing written in third person. Mm -hmm. And everyone was doing it like as it was happening now. What I would have done, and this might have gone in a creepy way, but I don't think it would have. It would have probably played well. I would have done writing it from the perspective of me and Matt together as an old couple <laughs> looking back on our lives, all the wonderful things that had happened. And that would have... That worked. probably would have gone over well because you would have been the only one to do so. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm clever. Mm -hmm. Can you believe he chose Victoria over Mary Lynn? Thank God. Mary Lynn is a normal, sweet, pretty girl. I mean, my only annoyance about the whole thing, I love Victoria. I, dude, I have, from the beginning, have been Team Victoria. Well, the only thing I'm upset about, I wanted Victoria and Mary Lynn to go on a two-on-one. Somebody chose that over me. I would just be so livid. Yeah. 
And then also like with the teaser, there's like more ladies coming in. I love this season. I know. Man. This season's killing it. it. It is. It's really good. It's really good. Really good. I love yeah. Matt. I've gotten to know him a little bit. He is so boring. I'm not even positive that he knows what is happening in, to him. You know, like he's just kind of like there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but these girls are really just bringing the fire. And then there's more girls coming. I just, I just, I just love the season. I'm just all about it. All right. So is that enough right, banter cool. talk? I think so. It was a great episode. It was. Did you have a favorite part of the episode? I, you know, I loved the horseback ride. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and you know what? Serena was like, I don't know if she's ridden before or what, but she was owning it. She was, he was like, you scared to go faster? And she was like, no, she starts trotting. She's got it. I was like, yes, girl. Yeah. I wonder if she went to some sort of ranch. They taught how to trot because those are hard to find. <laughs> she was killing it. That's a callback 10 episodes ago for a lot of YFTers that didn't get I that remember. joke. Yeah. Oh, that you're digging at me. No, I know. You know. Let's switch over to the other stuff. Yeah, let's do some other stuff. All right. Well, I'm down here in Florida. Yeah. And it's shorts weather down here. You know, I had to pack along my favorite Billy Razor so I could shave my legs oh, and yeah. not be an embarrassment. We talk about Billy a lot. Honestly, everybody has to shave. If you don't, you really should. Razors can be really expensive, but this is why we love Billy. Not only are they the best razor out there for those days when you want an extra smooth shave, there's no pink tax, no visit to the drugstore, and no breaking the bank. You can go to mybilly.com and you get this starter kit for just nine bucks. It's so affordable and includes the award-winning razor two refill blades, and the cult favorite magnetic holder. First, my razor's pink, which is adorable. And then it's got this magnetic holder. It hangs in my shower. So my razor actually like fits into my aesthetic because I've got pink accents in my bathroom and my bathroom is black and white. It's so great. They're an Allure Best Beauty winner and on Nylon's beauty hit list for a reason and to express a little love for you guys out there loving our show. We're hooking it up. Go to mybilly.com slash YFT to get yourself a deal. It's just $9 to get your starter kit plus free shipping. Always go to mybilly.com slash YFT. That's spelled mybilly.com slash YFT. Shave your legs while you're in Florida. If 2020 taught us anything, it's that comfort is the new everything. Am I right? Literally, I'm at a point where I have my nice leggings and my house leggings and my nice sweats and my house sweats. And it's all I wear is comfy clothes. And if you guys haven't checked out Sweaty Betty, it is a must. They have the best loungewear around. They've got leggings you can work out in, lots of active wear, and they've also got some really great comfy pants as well. I recently got the Gary pants. You guys got to check this out. They're these everyday pants that keep you cool, casual and totally on trend they're made from this super soft lightweight fabric and the gary pants allow you to breeze from running errands to working from home i wear mine to the barn out to the store when i'm buying groceries i even wore them on our road trip down to florida for the 12-hour drive and i was comfy as can be the gary pants have been called next level lounging with their perfect shape and cozy fit without any of the bulk. It really is no wonder these pants are the sweaty Betty staff's pick for everyday comfort. Because you deserve to look amazing before, during, and after your workout, we're hooking it up. Go to sweatybetty.com slash YFT and use our code YFT at checkout to get 20% off your purchase. This is the best offer Sweaty Betty has available anywhere, spelled S-W-E-A-T-Y-B-E-T-T-Y 
com slash YFT. Use our code YFT at checkout. Love. You got some favorite things, bro? I have okay. a couple of things in my back pocket, but if you watch any like shows or movies, you should probably start us off. I've got so many. I'm going to start out with one that I think that you and Rye would love a lot. Oh, great. Have you heard of Night Stalker? No. What? What platform is this on? Netflix. Have you heard of the Night Stalker before? No. All right. So it's a documentary, true crime, drama. Here's the tag. This limited docu-series tells the true story of how one of the most notorious serial killers in American history was hunted down and brought to justice. Night Stalker. So it's about Richard Ramirez. He was a guy that was that lived in L.A. in like the 80s and early 90s who just kidnapped, raped, and killed a lot of people. So do you remember the Ted Bundy documentary? Yeah, loved it. Very similar to that. This one I think is really cool because is basically starring the two lead detectives on the case. And so it's just a lot oh. of them talking about trying to find this guy and like all the things mm-hmm. that they have to do to get him. It's crazy because he eludes these guys for so long. You know, like when you're watching uh, documentaries and the press is always like, the police wouldn't allow us any information and da 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 And you're always like, God, the police need to fucking give them some information. Why are they like holding all this in? This one shows why the press can fuck everything up, ruin mm-hmm. an entire case if you let out stuff. It's weird because, you know, a lot of serial killers, they do profiles, you know. They like young brunette women. They've got like a specific thing that they're into. This guy was just a monster and would kill women, men, children, elderly people. Just didn't give a fuck and was just murdering people left and right and was just pure evil. The ending of it, you're like, fuck yeah, guys. Yeah, don't ruin it. I won't ruin it. But the ending, you're just like, yeah, way to go, everybody. It's really, really good. And also terrifying. Okay. You know, like every serial killer leave notes or like symbols and shit. And you're like, that's fucking creepy. What's wrong with you? Mm -hmm. He would do a pentagram, you know, like the sign of the devil, the upside down star. This motherfucker was in court. Mm -hmm. He drew it on his hand and would like show it to the photographers. And you're just like, oh my God, you're a monster. You love true crime. That one, I'm telling you, sis, you're into. Okay, great. Can't wait. Mm -hmm. Write that one down. The other one that I have, I was obsessed with. And a lot of YFTers were telling me to watch this. And so we finally did. It's called A Teacher. Oh, yeah. I've seen. Is this Hulu? Yes. What's the girl's name that's in it? She was from House of Cards. Kate Mara. Yes. Love her. Who's so hot, by the way. Totally your type. Yeah. Tiny little brunette girl. Mm-hmm. And then Nick Robinson, who was in like Jurassic World, and he's in a lot of stuff. So here's the tag. A teacher explores the complexities and consequences of a predatory relationship between Claire Wilson, a young teacher at a suburban Texas high school, and her student, Eric Walker. Do you remember there was a case back in the 90s where the teacher was sleeping with the young boy student. She goes to jail, but now they're like, they're like, they were like married. Mary Kayla Turner was her name. So I think it's like kind of like mm. loosely based on that. Okay. Kate Mara plays a teacher. She's an English teacher. Nick Robinson plays the student named Eric Walker. 
they get into a relationship. Half the series is about them being in a relationship. And then the other half is like obviously about like the demise of said relationship and the consequences of a predatory relationship and like the fallout of it. Here's my gripe with it. How it crumbles down annoys me so much because the teacher's the stupid one. You would think it would be the kid would make the bad decision. The kid was totally normal and the teacher was stupid. Whatever. The thing that I wanted them to focus on was what happens when you do that? When the cops come to get you, what are the questions that are asked? The law implications of these things. You know, like I wanted to like know like the nitty gritty of okay, great, you had sex with one of your with one of your students? Fucking weird. But like now what happens? And what annoyed me about this series is they glazed over that part because I, I wanted to know, like, how long do you go to jail for? Like, what was the questioning process like? And, like, what did it go through all your computers? Like, what happened? All that stuff, they glaze over, and then all of a sudden they're adults, and you're like, wait, hold on. I wanted to know what happens. Like, that one, I know you go to jail, but, like, what happened? So really? you finished it? Uh, we finished it in a single night. That's insane. But it's so good. This had a lot of big names attached to it. Jason Bateman produced it along with Kate Mara. Oh, wow. It's mm -hmm. really, really good. It makes you feel a lot of things. A teacher, so good, yeah. real fucked up, messes with your brain. Okay. I've been eyeing it on Hulu for a while, so I'll give it a go. All right, guys, we're doing all of our shopping online these days, right? It's really hard to shop for bras online, but let me tell you what, I love shopping at Third Love. There are so many reasons to love shopping with them. Number one, they've got more than 80 sizes, so you really can find something that fits perfectly, and the best part is they have this perfect fit promise. They stand behind their products, and if you don't love it, exchanges and returns are free for 60 days. So you basically take this perfect fit quiz they ask you a few questions and they'll basically tell you which one of these 80 sizes is your fit. You might be saying to yourself, yeah, okay, but who's actually taken this quiz? Well, 16 million women have actually taken the quiz to date. So, you know, they know what is up. 2021 is your time to shine. Focus on what makes you happy, starting with better bras and underwear. And here's one of my favorite things about Third Love. Third Love donates all of their gently used return bras to women in need, supporting charities in their local San Francisco Bay Area. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering our listeners 20% off their first order. Go to Third Love dot com slash yft right now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 20 percent off that first purchase that's thirdlove.com slash yft for 20 percent off today boobs then also helping people with boobs so i talked about this book i bought it so long ago it's called i am watching you by Teresa driscoll and it's the first thing I've read from her. It was in like the recommendations. Like if you like Ruth Ware, a couple of those other like thriller writers, like female thriller writers that we like. And now that I'm into this, like it's really, really good. It's set in, I guess they're just like just outside of London. Basically, like it, the book opens up with these two girls, like from probably like a small country town. Their parents let them take the train to London for the weekend or something, but they're young. And on the train on the way there, they meet these two cute guys. And as they start chatting to them, they find out that they literally just got released from prison. And then there's this other woman on the train who is like eavesdropping on the conversation and hears this all going down. The woman is like, 
this is weird. Should I like step in? You know, like these guys from prison are like talking to these young girls. Or am I just being like a prude that like I don't, you know, that these what and let these girls do their thing or whatever. And so she does nothing. And then the next day, one of the girls is missing and it's all over the news. And then she feels so guilty for not saying anything, right? And so you kind of follow her side of things. Uh, her name's Ella, the woman that overhears everything. You kind of you kind of follow Ella. And someone starts stalking Ella and like sending her notes. So you got that going on. And then you've got the other side of where the girl's missing. Her friend that was with her kind of is like playing stupid. Like they're not really telling the cops anything. She doesn't know anything. They apparently they separated when they were out in London and she doesn't know where she went. And then as the story, you know, goes on, now that I'm almost like I'm three quarters of the way through, you're starting to figure out this girl knows more than she's saying. She might have even had a hand in it. Like, I don't know. These are all questions coming up. And then you find out this girl's friend that's still here like her biological father is a is a weirdo and now they're saying maybe he had something to do with the disappearance like all of a sudden like suspects are coming out of everywhere you still don't know where this girl is that's missing her name's anna super super good i'm almost done with it but highly recommend if you like these uh these crime thriller fiction novels that sounds good so how far into it are you I've got like about a quarter left, if not a little less. I'll probably finish it this week. Do you think you know the twist? No, because right now where I'm at, I don't want to give anything away, but right now where I'm at, they've like thrown up three or four suspects that it could be. Mm -hmm. And then there's also now they're saying like, oh, people have seen her in London with some dude that looks like the guy from the prison. So you're like, all right, wait. So they're saying it could be this biological father. It could be the girl's father. It could be the prison guy. Like there's so many people that it could be. I don't know what's going on. I'm going to read that. That sounds like something I'd like. I think you'd really like it. I have two movies that are home runs both. Wow. Okay. I know. The first one is an indie comedy sci-fi that I think you need to go into it knowing that you're going into an indie comedy sci-fi. Just like don't think it's going to be like the greatest movie ever made. Go into it being like, I want to laugh a little bit. I want to feel some things. I want like an interesting ending. And I think that you will be like the most surprised. Sarah and I watched this and afterwards I was like, I loved that. And she was like, I fucking loved that. So it's called Save Yourselves! Exclamation point. Um, like how heavy comedy are we talking? It's indie, so it's kind of dry indie, if that makes any sense to you. Okay, yeah, I like dry comedy. I can, I can hang with that. It's on Hulu. Okay. So here's the tag. A young Brooklyn couple heads to an upstate cabin to unplug from their phones and reconnect with each other, blissfully unaware of their surroundings. They are left to their own devices as the planet falls under attack. Save yourselves. It's two really funny actors. Jack and Sue are the two main characters. Jack is like the prototypical East Nashville hipster. He's got a mustache. We think ironically, we're not sure. Sue is typical Indian American girl. Obviously, her parents are like very traditional, but she's cool and has a neat job or whatever. A lot of like the beginning of the movie is them like watching movies together, but like they're just on their phones and they're like, we need to like Mm. get the fuck away. We need to unplug. So like they've got a buddy who has a house in upstate New York. So they go up to stay in this cabin while they're driving up there. There's like crazy things that are happening in the sky, like these things like floating down. They're having a grand old time, getting stoned, getting drunk, chilling out at this cabin, turn their phones off, like no one's allowed to look at their phones. And like this poof shows up and it looks like a poof, like a big poof ball that would be some sort of decorative thing in a house. And it's like, you know, next to a chair. And they just think it's part of the decor. 
one day they wake up and like the poof has been moved and they're like, did you move the poof? And she's like, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't move the poof. Did you move the poof? Gonna find out the poof is an alien and the aliens are oh. doing some weird shit. Okay. The aliens are like sucking out all the gasoline or the ethanol. So it makes it so like they can't leave. They're stuck. And these poofs are very dangerous. Eventually they like look at their phones. Holy shit. The world's ending because of all these poofs that have come down from space. Poofs. <laughs> then it becomes fight or flight for them and they have to like figure out a way to like, get the fuck out of there and you know ending is so great and it makes you think but it's so good as long as you don't think you're walking into like the greatest movie ever and know you're going into like kind mm -hmm. of a silly indie comedy but that'll make you think save yourselves is so good that sounds cute Okay, so the last one I've got for you is one I think the leading ladies probably may not win, but will be up for an Academy Award for. Do you think you're like on the Academy now? Is that what's happening here? No, like but second movie, you're like calling I'm, shots about who's winning awards. I'm like, mm, does Will think he's in the Academy? I just say that because I think that that puts it like on a different pedestal of how good I think it is. That's true. The last one where I was, don't go into it thinking, you know, it's Citizen Kane. Like, it's not that. Whereas this one, <laughs> I it, think that's, that's all I'm saying. I've made two prognostications about the Academy this year. I thought that Uncle that's, Frank that's is going to do really word. well. Huh? I said, that's a large word. That's right. I think that Uncle Frank would do really well. And now I think that Carrie Mulligan is going to be up for an Academy Award because I just think that her performance in this film is just. I love her. Whoa. It's like, holy okay. crap. Carrie Mulligan doesn't do shitty in films. So let's just be fair. Like she's like right. gotten to that level where she just gets to do good shit. You're right. So promising young woman blew me away. Here's the tag. A young woman traumatized by a tragic event in her past seeks out vengeance against those who cross her path. Promising young woman. So Carrie Mulligan plays this woman who effectively goes to clubs and bars and pretends to be like super fucking drunk, super wasted mm. and waiting for guys to come pick her up to basically take her home and then try to have sex with her. Mm -hmm. But she's not actually drunk. She's dead sober playing it and she's teaching all these guys a lesson in don't be a fucking rapist, basically. Right. Then you start to realize why she's doing this, what is what is driving her to be this way, why she has kind of quit all of her other things. She was in med school. She dropped out. Why did that happen? She still lives with her parents. It's like you're this beautiful, young, successful, smart girl. Why are you still doing you know you start learning like why all these things led to like why she is the way she is. It's so good. It's such a great concept of a film. Literally everyone's in it. Listen to the people that are in this film. It's crazy. Adam Brody from The O.C. Love. Obviously, Carrie Mulligan. Jennifer Coolidge. Oh. Legally Blonde, whatever. She's her mom. Yeah. Laverne Cox from huh. Orange is the New Black. She's her boss. Mm-hmm. Bo Burnham. I don't know if you remember Bo Burnham, the comedian. He's the love interest. Allison Brie. From oh. Community. Max Greenfeld. Schmidt from New Girl. He's in it. Chris Lowell. I mean, like, there are so many bit players. You're like, how did you get all these people to do it? It's because it's just like, the script is just like crazy good. The concept of it is amazing. And then when you like learn about like why she's doing it, 
becomes even more amazing. The ending is phenomenal. Promising young woman, I'm telling you, Carrie Mulligan will be up for an Academy Award. Mark my words. Uh, where do you watch this? It's on Prime. Okay. Go check it out. Do you ever find that like your discover page on Instagram is constantly changing and it's really showing who you are as a person? Oh yeah, 100%. I guess in a period in my life where I'm big into pimple popping because a lot of my discover Ew. page is just a lot of pimple popping. And I got to be honest with you, That's I am mesmerized by it. Huh. Mesmerized. I can't watch that. Oh my God. Can't. I love it. There's this one tool. It's like this like little circle tool and they like push into the blackhead and then it just comes out and they and they peel it off and they put it on their thumb and they keep This going. is disgusting. You no. Know, I can't. It's really disgusting. I can't stop watching it. There's something wrong with me. Anyways. Yeah. To really have this episode come full circle. Mm -hmm. Can we just go back to Florida for one sec? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so I don't know if you saw my Instagram um, today, but Rye and I went kayaking yeah. this morning. Did you see this? I didn't. Oh, fine. Um, so we went kayaking and we went kayaking in Crystal River about an hour from here. And we basically kayaked all freaking day with manatees. Really? It was the coolest thing ever. Manatees are humongous. That's amazing. You had a glass bottom canoe? They call it cl a clear kayak is what it's called. Oh. And I've never seen anything like that. Like how freaking smart. How come someone didn't think of this sooner? Of course, I found this out on Instagram. I had to go. It's cool. So it's it's just Brian and I shared a kayak because I didn't want to have to do all the, you know, I didn't want to row because like I've been working hard this week. So Rye did most of the paddling, which was very nice. And you get in this clear kayak and basically you just like kayak around and there's manatees everywhere. And I don't know if it's, I don't think it's the time of year. I think it's always like this, but basically fun fact about Florida, there's these springs all over the place, even smack dab in the middle of the state, like where we are. And they just come up from the ocean and, and spill like fresh water out and into the middle of nowhere and these manatees come in from the ocean and find refuge there i guess especially in the winter because the springs are warm so it's warmer than the oceans and it's super cool because during the winter they actually block off a lot of the springs for the manatees to have a sanctuary so they have like ropes up and stuff where you can only go so far so you don't disturb them but like you swim up to some of the roped off areas and there's just hundreds just like gathering in these little sanctuary pods it's so cool as you're paddling around, like they're just swimming under you. They're not phased by you. They're not scared. They're not threatened. Like they just swim under you. And my first thought was, are they going to turn the, the kayak over? Like they're so big. What if they just bump you and flip you over? But they don't. They just know, I guess. They're so freaking cute. It was the coolest thing. So if you live in Florida, they do this at like 13 different places all over Florida. And um, it's called Get Up and Go Kayaking. And apparently you can even like do it at night. And they do like a bioluminescent tour. Super cool thing. Ryan and I both really loved it. Highly recommend. Oh. We even saw some dolphins, which apparently is a very rare thing. This is going to be a stupid question, but are manatees sea creatures or like lake creatures? Sea. Ocean. Really? 
The only other time I've seen manatees is when I've been on the east coast of Florida. I was visiting my friend Matt that lives in Vero Beach. And there in, like, the really shallow waters there off the coast, like, there's tons of manatees. And I think I I think I may have mentioned it because it's, it's actually really sad. A lot of the manatees have scars on their back from boat propellers mm-hmm. hitting them because they swim in shallow waters. And there's just so much boat traffic. It's freaking sad. Super sweet animals. I think the girl today, our guide, she said they're like very closely related to rhinos and elephants, which is weird, but I could kind of see it actually at the same time. But their face kind of looks like like a little sea lion or something. And then mm-hmm. they have to like come up every now and then to like breathe a little air and then stick their noses up out of the water. It's very cute. I saw someone had carved Trump into the back of a manatee and that was pretty fucked yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really fucked up. Yeah, don't, you shouldn't. You shouldn't do that. Or we should find out who that, that is, and then we should. Someone should go carve Trump in the back in your back. Yeah, That's I agree. Sure. So where is it again? If people are there, so we went to the Crystal River location because it was close to us. Like, and that was apparently like a big spot for manatees. But they have, I think they said they have like twelve or thirteen locations all over Florida, and each one is kind of has its own thing. But if you want to see some manatees, highly recommend Crystal River. Cool. I don't know if you saw, but Sarah from The Bachelor that we were talking about earlier was caught hanging out with G-Eazy. Did you see that? What? Yeah. No. Yeah. She was hanging out with G- That's random. Yeah. I guess it makes sense. She seems like someone who's like really into dating a guy that's dating 25 other women at the same time. So G-Eazy works perfect. I mean, I guess so. The other thing that was my favorite thing. To close out, one of my favorite things was the most recent YFT Instagram post where it was you and I in hard hats and it was like, we should have mm-hmm. our own HGTV show. And then your mom commented, can Wells just be our hot contractor? Ha, which means your mom thinks I'm hot. Oh, boy. I actually saw this today. Somehow I missed it the day it happened. And I just knew you were going to have something to say about mm-hmm. it. Is my mom insane? First of all, can you even use a hammer? Do you even know how to use a hammer? Brandi, I was a roofer in college. I could do this job. I mean, you actually know how to do it. I know how to roof. Chinese slate roofs. I can do. But well, you're missing the point, Brandy. The point is your mom thinks I'm hot. Does she? She said, can Wells be our hot contractor? And Tish the Dish, the answer is, yeah. That just, like, make your day. Yeah. <laughs> and then a bunch of YFTers sent me this ad that I really loved from the uh, No Fucks Given Instagram account. Which I don't know if you guys follow that, but you should. It's pretty funny. The ad was for a uh, Toyota Corolla. The fine AF 1999 Toyota Corolla. Wasn't going to put this on Twitter, but the guy took it off Craigslist, so I felt the need to keep the story alive. This is what he wrote. You could take the engine out of this car, drop it off the Golden Gate Bridge, fish it out of the water a thousand years later, put it in the trunk of a car, fill the gas tank up with Nutella, turn the key, and this puppy would fucking start right up. This car will outlive you. It will outlive your children. Things this car is old enough to do. Vote, yes. Consent to sex, yes. Rent a car, it is a car. This car's got history. It's seen some shit. People have done straight up things in this car. 
people have done gay things in this car. It's not going to judge you like the fucking Volkswagen would. (laughs) (laughs) You want a car that gets the job done? You want a car that's hassle-free? You want a car that literally no one will ever compliment you on? Well, look no further. The 1999 Toyota Corolla. Let's talk about features. Bluetooth? Nope. Sunroof? Nope. (laughs) Fancy wheels? Nope. Rear view camera? Nope. But it's got a transparent rear window, and you have a fucking neck that you can turn, so yep. Let me tell you one story. (laughs) One day, my Corolla started making a strange sound. I didn't give a shit. I ignored it. It went away. The end. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. I want to buy that car. Great review. Wow. You got any Muzaks? I actually haven't listened to music at all since I've been here. Who am I? Been riding horses and riding rides. That's seriously all I've been doing. You got any Muzaks? I do. I've been really loving uh, his Golden Messenger tune, Sanctuary. You been getting into any of that? Mm-mm. Well, I opened up the show with it before I called you, so let's close the show with it. Ah. Okay. Down with that? I'm down with that. Hey, Brandi, I need Star to win hmm. Best in Show and also Best in Category. Okay? Okay. Those aren't things. They could be. What's the What's the thing that is the best? For me, well, for what I compete in, if she were to win the classic on Sunday, that would be a really big fucking deal. All right. I can't wait to talk to you next week when Star has got that classic ribbon around her neck or, or around your neck. I don't know who gets the ribbon, but. It just goes on her bridle. All right. Do you think that she like has. A do you think she has any fucking clue what's going on, or she's just like, yeah, it's just give me the oats. I just oh, want hay. I don't zero. care. Doesn't give yeah. a shit. Just she all free. She gets peppermints when yep. she comes out of the ring. That's all she cares. And she gets some alfalfa hay back at the barn. That's it. Those are her two goals in life. <laughs> all right. Well, have fun down there in Florida. Don't do anything I wouldn't do in Florida, which actually you can do whatever you want in Florida. It's... No holds barred up there. Bye. Goodbye. This is a jam. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.